launching this eight-week series based on those commercials, the commercials that have been called He Gets Us. They've been circulating the airwaves for over a year now, and they even had a few of these show during this year's Super Bowl. How many of you have seen these commercials as you've watched TV? Like in church, everybody holds their hand. I can't see your hands. Put them up high. How many of you have never seen these? Okay. Well, we will show a new one each week, and this uh, series will align with uh, what these commercials are trying to communicate. He Gets Us, as mentioned on their website, is a movement to reintroduce people to Jesus, actually to reintroduce them to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. I love that. I would imagine that if you've been a part of our church for any length of time, you align with that entire sentiment. This movement, this movement called He Gets Us, has seen thousands of people connected with Christians who care and who want to express Jesus' love in tangible ways. And did you know that that includes our church? Through He Gets Us, we have already been connected with a half dozen folks right here in our community who are dealing with real issues that they want to find help with. Real issues from depression and suicide to really big questions of faith and living. It's really a tremendous, tremendous thing. So today, today we're kicking off this series. And can I just say this? This is an extremely relatable series. What we're going to talk about over the next eight weeks are things that anyone, Christian or not, anyone can connect to and relate to. In other words, it's a great series to invite someone to. Over these eight weeks, we will talk about subjects that will hit everyone each and every week. Now, last week, if you were with us last week, I told this story of a friend of Consuela and mine. A friend who was on her third bout of battling breast cancer and heard that she was not in remission, she was actually cancer-free. We celebrated that moment and I shared also about my mom who was given six months to live because of colon cancer. And that was 15 years ago and she's still alive and well today. But today I want to tell a different story. It's one I've told before, but... We have a lot of new people, so I want to make sure that I share a piece of my life with you, and I think it connects to where we're headed today. In April of 2011, I got the call that I was not expected and was not ready for. I was at work, and my cell phone rang. I looked down, and I saw that my mom was calling me. As I answered the phone, I heard the most devastating words, Tim, your dad has passed away. In my shock and disbelief, all I could say was, you're kidding. But of course, she wasn't kidding at all. My dad, at the age of 60, was dead. You see, my father, he simply had a heart attack while cutting the grass. He was home alone at the time. And my dad, dead, <laughs> with no chance for me to say goodbye with no opportunity for one last hug. No moment for me to say one final time, I love you. And immediately struggle set in. 
I struggled to feel and share my many emotions. I struggled with regret for the distance that I had created between him and me in recent years. I struggled with the thought of my mom being without him. And I struggled with my relationship with God because I just could not understand why. And church, if I'm being honest, I still have moments like that today. When I wake up from a vivid dream about my dad, where we're able to touch and cry and laugh, and it seems so real. When I see someone in the grocery store that slightly resembles him, I long for that physical connection again. Or when I'm riding in the car with my kids, and I tell some dad joke and realize I am my dad. I'm going to make a wide and sweeping huge assumption. We all struggle, don't we? All of us struggle. Some are small struggles, but they seem so big to us. Some are real